Matthew J. Lepore, and I'm on with a good friend. So, Chris, you know, you work over at the gym in Tanline Studio. You are a very vital member there, and uh, I know uh, you and I talked about doing this a little bit ago. Um, some logistical things kind of going back and forth, but um, you brought up a really good idea to do on this podcast. And I think uh, it's very important for people out there to really kind of understand where you're at and where I'm at and where kind of all the men in general are at, and it's men's mental health. First, I want to thank you, Matt, for having me on. Yeah, um, I really appreciate it. Um, this is an awesome opportunity for me to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, you know, the fact that you allow me to be on your podcast and share your space with me, I really appreciate oh, because, you know, dealing with mental health, it is hard sometimes to trust new people. So, you know, I definitely appreciate that no, and dude, the welcome. Absolutely. No, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm really glad I think – um, especially for the person that you've kind of been in my life recently too, I think it's important because I love talking to you. You and I can sit up there at the counter for like a legitimate hour, and then Cody, Cody, how many times does Cody come? I'm like, Matt, do your set. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot. Listen, even in school, I remember being moved because of my talkativity, and it didn't matter. Finally, the teachers got to the point where they're like, "This, Chris, listen, just try not to interrupt just. class. It's just try your best not to interrupt because no matter where we yeah. move you to, you're going to make the quiet people talk." And what I've learned for me is dealing with mental health. Yeah. Part of my mental health coping mechanism is to do that, is to, you know, become talkative or become a jokester, you know, try to deflect the feeling from myself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And I totally get that. Trust me. I was the same way. Matt, you're going to just talk to that wall. Yeah, man, I am going to do that. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's if you're putting it out, less likely it is you're listening to what's in here. And mm -hmm. that's what I've learned. It's sometimes that silence, sometimes there when there's no interruptions, sometimes it can be a good thing. But yeah, yeah, most yeah. times I know with myself, when I'm by myself, that is when the mind says, all right, ready, set, go. And uh -huh. it starts running. Well, isn't that, isn't that funny? Because like, that's kind of how like my anxiety is. is I, I need to have so many things happen in like a day. And like like Christine, like my girlfriend, she's she's like, You're always doing something. Like I'm like, if I don't, I'm gonna lose it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I really thought this was a great topic because they people have been talking about it recently. There's been some podcasts coming out about it. But <clears throat> it's always funny because you see something like um like some month, like you know, you like St. Patty's Day or whatever. It's this massive thing, you know. And people go out and they drink and they have fun, but when it's like men's mental health awareness, not that any other month is not important. Like don't get me wrong, women's month, LGBTQ, Black History Month, that's all very important and you need that. But I think it's also important that men, this isn't a, a black, white, red, blue, whatever issue, LGBTQ, I think it's, it's, it's a men just across the board, any kind of men. And I think yeah, this is an important thing because, yeah, people will post about it like mm -hmm. once. But it's it's one of those things where, and I, we, we, all, we all have statistics in front of us, it's just one of those things that I think is really important that we do more of. Because, you know, you and I being men, yeah. being prominent members in our uh, community, and it really ever gets talked about. It's just like, hey, shh. Well, here's the thing. I feel like nowadays, yes, mental health is addressed, but it's almost like a, you know, a new trend. Yeah. And you know how trends go, like, you know, when certain individuals – certain certain calibers are involved it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh we need to talk about this but then it dies down mm -hmm. and i think part of it is because there's still a stigma on it um you i'm sure you've heard it numerous times like well everybody's depressed or everybody has anxiety mm -hmm. and when you put it like that 
even myself, I used to question myself because you would hear that so much. And until I really started experiencing it more and, you know, delving into looking into it, then I started understanding, like, you know what? A lot of it is when people don't or can't understand something, it's easy to dismiss it. Oh, my gosh. That is a nugget. That is really good. I like that a lot. You know, because, again, you can't, quote, unquote, see it. Yeah. You know, you know, you can you can describe physical diseases and illnesses to people, and they can kind of say, "Oh man, I I can kind of imagine that pain." But when it mm-hmm. comes to mental health, anxiety, you know, depression, PTSD, schizophrenia, you can explain it. But to most people, it just sounds like "quote unquote" it's all in your head, and that's the point. It is all it in, is your, in head. your head. Yes. Like the way I try to explain it is like this. I remember we were talking to the gym, and I said, for me. I'm not the most intelligent person in the world, but I'm not the dullest knife in the drawer. You know? Yeah, I'm right there with but you. But I need things to be explained in a way that not only do I understand it, that it's interesting. Yeah. And it's like reading a book. Like anybody can read a book, but can you remember what you read? Oh, yeah. yeah so this is how I describe mental health illnesses compared to just regular maybe having a little anxiety. Okay. It's like debt. You have people who have debt and you have people who are in debt. Having debt means, for the most part, you have a mortgage, you have a car payment, you mm-hmm. have some credit mm-hmm. card bills, but you have the liquidity to X those zero those out and be okay. Sure. Whereas being in debt is you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're robbing Peter and Paul to try to pay Capital One. Yeah, yeah. And you, no matter what you do, you can't dig out of it. Yeah. So... Having a mental health disorder is like being in debt. That is, I think you told me that analogy before. Yes, and that I remember. I remember when you first told me that. I it, I don't know why that analogy. Like, I love analogies because they, they they click in my brain. That's what they mean. And I'm like, dude, I'm a broke college student. Like, I get that. I get that, and it makes sense. And because again, it's like having debt. Yeah. You know, oh, man, you know, I, I owe American Express this $12,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to pay it at the end of the month, but it's just a pain. I mean, you have it, and you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're in debt, no matter how much you pay on it, it's not going anywhere. Uh-huh. And not only that, you're adding to it. So when you have a mental health disorder, the piling never stops. You yeah. take on more and more and more, even when you know you can't handle what you have. It's like Scary. being there for somebody. Me, I'll listen to anybody's problems, and I've been told numerous times, Chris, when you're dealing with mental health, sometimes you have to learn how to tell people, hey, you know what, I'm busy. But I'm not like that. I I, I will take it on. Yeah. I will listen. Because you're a good person. That's why. It, but see, and that's it. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as part of it is me being a little selfish because, again, if I'm piling it on, I'm happy in the moment. It's like taking on more debt. Again, mm-hmm. it's like the debt. Once you're you buying the new shoes, you're mm-hmm. buying the new SUV. Oh, the new expedition came out. I have to get it. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it deflects from what you're already dealing with. Yeah. But then once you get it and the payments start rolling in, that debt is more and more. But being it, but having debt, I mean, excuse me, having debt is, you know what? I'm gonna pay for it cash. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take my my stash down, but I still have a stash. Sure, yeah. So yeah. that's the easiest way for me. Now, when somebody says to me, "Well, what is the big difference?" That is the easiest way for me to explain it. It's it's being Dude, in debt and having debt. And for me, 
most people can understand money, so that's yeah. why I put it like that. Maybe maybe it's that. Maybe that's why it clicked. But I I love that analogy because I've, I've never heard that before until you told it to me. And I feel we we were talking about maybe we were talking about this podcast. Yes. Like a, uh, yeah. And I mean, you said that to me, and I just went back and I was doing my set, and I'm like, dude, that was good. Again, even to this day, like I I love all my friends and family, yeah. and I have recently the last two years formed a very very not formed have been enclosed in a great community a great support system Good. which you know I, I didn't have as strong in the past sure but even though people in my circle in my in my network want to understand if you've never experienced it if you've never witnessed it if you've never gone through it yes you can try to be you can empathize but you can't totally understand yes, it yes yes so yeah. for me it's like you know what how can i if i want people to understand how important this is, yeah. how can I get it to them, and how can I get them to receive it, not only receive it, want to receive it? Oh, that's, dude, you're just saying nuggets. This is awesome. And you know, all, all joking aside, I, Matt can tell you, um, you know, I this is I've been thinking about this for so yeah. long. Yeah. These are things that are just on my mind, um, yeah. because at the end of the day. I feel like this. I know how I feel, and I know how I felt at my darkest times. Yeah. And if I can help somebody avoid that, or if I can help a you know reach a different audience, that's what I want to do. Because again, even though, like we said earlier, even though it's talked about, it's it's like I said, it's the trend. Like it comes and goes. If a celebrity comes out and says they're dealing with it, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, if they can deal with, if they have it with all what they have. Oh my gosh! But it's like, okay, what about us regular people? Yes. What about you, Matt? You and I who deal with this on a regular yes. day basis. Yes. What about us who, you know, where most people are worrying about what to wear? We're already three weeks ahead on things that haven't happened yet. Dude, I know, I, and I'm glad you said that because that's one of the biggest things that like Gavin and I have talked about a million times. My my one of my one of my best friends, Ben. Um, he like we 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 have these conversations, and it's like. Okay, cool. Ryan Gosling's got depression. Now, let me ask you a question, Ryan Gosling. Have you ever looked into your bank account and go, damn, man, I got a buck, an actual dollar. And then that overdraft fee just hit. Now, you tell me that that is not going to add to your to your debt, your depression debt. And it's like, no, it's it's not the same. Like, yes, you might be fighting with something like, uh, like a mental illness, but it's not in any category the same as it is for someone like you and me. No, and again, it, it, I, it's not like you're dismissing his depression, but what me yes. personally, what, yes, I'm, wanna, what yeah. I'm saying is, okay, if you're empathetic for him, who have he has the means to to get help. He has the means, whereas you and I, it, it, and if you do not know this, health insurance when it comes to mental health is the worst. It yeah. is. It's garbage, which is worse than trash. I always say because garbage is the sludge, the food, whereas trash is paper. Mental health insurance is garbage. Okay, that is awesome. So if you <laughs> if you don't have oh health insurance, <clears throat> let alone good health insurance, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And if you do not know this, yes, doctors can really adjust. You know, depending on if you have health insurance or mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. Mental health. They don't. Their yeah. fee is two twenty five with insurance, two twenty five without insurance. That's per hour, and the hour is not even a full hour. So again, like Matt said, 
Imagine you on the edge of that cliff mm -hmm. and you're like, I need some help. And you look at your bank account and it says negative $36. Somebody may say, look at, hear this and say, well, hell, mine's been negative $100. But when you already are in a dark space, yeah. that negative 36, you're looking at like 36 million. Because yeah. what it says to you is, damn, I'm down again. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Yeah. This is why I feel like this. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, trust me, I, and I totally get it, and I, I do know that, that the medical field doesn't always deem SSRIs, like like uh, uh, Lexapro and things like that, um, as something that's a really means of, of, of health, because they'll, they'll look at it as, okay, well, an EpiPen is going to cost $200 or whatever it is, like, well, why does this, this random guy from Collegeville, Pennsylvania need Lexapro or whatever it is, and, and, I, and I get it, and what's wild with all this is, it's an ever-growing problem, and I wanted to share this statistic. So uh, this is from the ADAA.org. Uh, One in ten men experience depression or anxiety, but less than half will receive treatment. And more than four times as many men as women die by suicide every single year. And you know hearing those statistics to a lot of people that may sound alarming, but Probably do you, I can't speak for you, but I would assume for you and I. To me, that's I, if, if anything, honestly, I think it would be higher because think about it. As a man, what are you always told? I know the one thing that I heard. If I haven't heard it once, I've heard it a trillion times. Oh, you got to get back on the horse. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that, that's what we do. Uh -huh. We're we're built for this. Stop being a pussy. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, you know. What do you do to be like this? You know, you haven't gone to, you, even if you haven't gone to war, you know, you don't even have any kids. I've heard it's as a man, you know, there's more pressure on you to be strong without and, a doubt. Without and not a doubt. only from others, but on yourself. Because mm -hmm. again, when you're told your whole life, a man is supposed to X, a man is supposed to Y, a man is supposed to Z. What else do you know? Yeah. And again, in the African-American community, it still is kind of taboo. Like I remember I was with a family member talking about it and uh, one of the younger family members came around, but they were, you know, teenage age. Yeah. And I was told shh, 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 they don't need to hear that. Mm. And the first thing I thought to myself was, well, what if they heard it and they said, oh, my gosh, I feel like that. Yeah. What if they heard that and that could have been the start of them maybe opening it up mm. before it got to worse? That's how it was when I was growing up, too. Or too bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, Maybe grammatically yeah, yeah. wrong. No, you're I apologize. Good. You're cool. You're good. <laughs> but no, that's actually – I never thought about that because it could open up open up a conversation where, hey, you know, mom, dad, uncle, grandma, whatever it is, um, I feel that way too. Like how are you working about it? How do you work through this? And, that's that's interesting. And I know in my family, on my, my mother's side of the family, um, I, I know mental health issues, you know, yeah. have been – in an issue but everything is so secretive yeah. everything is so oh yeah. you know you don't need to know that and it's yeah. like well i'm still single um and you know i would like to find somebody and have a family but i'd like to know what the odds are that my potential children could be affected by this disease yeah you know because again i know what it's like being nine years old having a panic attack and the adults not knowing what to do. So if the adults don't know what to do, as a child, how am I supposed to? You know what I'm saying. So again, it's not about quote unquote scaring or giving too much information. Yeah, it's about 
informing, educating, so we can avoid some of these past mm. issues, you know? Well, there's there, there's a great quote, and I'm definitely going to butcher it, but it's, uh, if we don't learn from our history, we are doing to repeat it. Absolutely. And it's 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 the it's it's an old adage, and it's very interesting because <clears throat> you're, you're you're seeing it today. Like uh, I know, just recently too, um, Iran, China, and uh, Russia—they're coming away from the U.S. dollar. Yeah, yeah. But now, like we're, we're looking back in our past, people were getting away from the USD. I mean, even when we were on the gold standard mm-hmm. to try to uh, uh, collapse our government, and it's like you know we're 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 just we're just we're adding to, and you look at it with mental health. You know, people are trying to like kind of what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, look out for this. This is something we should be looking out for. Like we need to have each other's backs. Like no mm-hmm. matter what it is, like. We are human. Like we, we need to have each other's backs, or we're gonna fall. And let's learn from our past. We had someone like Robin Williams, who who unfortunately passed away. Let's look at that. Why why did that happen? So if someone like this who is so successful, this can happen. Obviously, this can happen for people like you and me. So I'm sorry, I don't. Mean no, to you're okay. You're good. When you bring up Robin Williams, it's so funny because there's um, a, a comedian, an actor by the name of David Mann. Um, if you're not familiar with him, I'm he, not he plays in a lot of the Medea movies. He plays Mr. Oh, Brown. Oh, 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 okay. Because he, okay. he dressed I didn't like know a, he, that. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, I'm he dresses like a clown. And he yes. has a high pitched voice. Um, you know, I didn't know that very was his funny. Name. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he recently came out about being close to taking his own life, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, if, if it wasn't that he was suffering from major depression. Now, again, if you are familiar with the Mr. Brown character in the Medea movies, yes, yes, yes. You, when I and I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it. I literally, excuse me, almost teared up because it's like, oh my God, like Mr. Brown mm-hmm. is depressed. Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams, is depre- was depressed. It's, again, and part of the stigma is, well, if you're happy today, how can you be depressed? Sorry, but no, you're good. You're no, because I get this. Because so that is one of the things that I love is how, how are you happy today? But then, you know, maybe it's like in the afternoon. Like you're you're busy today. Like you're you're at work. You're yes. at the gym. You see everyone. You, you're you know hyped up. You know, and then later on, you're like it all dawns on you. It's like, well, why are you feeling this now? And there's this thing that you always see, which I do love that it's becoming more of like a, um, a thing, um, is check on your funny friends, check on your extra happy friends. I have to say this, when COVID hit. You know, um, COVID was COVID really unmasked a lot of mental health issues yeah, amongst yeah, yeah. amongst America and in the world. But the one thing I have to say was, I am so grateful for my friends because my friends, even I didn't even think about, you know, the depth of how I was going to feel, yeah. and my friends reached out to me, yeah. and to me, that meant a lot. But like you said. Check on the person who doesn't look like they need to be checked mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's the person who's probably wearing the weight of the world on his yeah. shoulders. Yeah. And again, prime example yesterday. Um, I was I was, you know, early in the morning, you know, I get Fridays are my long day, seven uh-huh, to five, sure. you know, ten hours. And you know, some people say ten hours, eh, that's not bad. I come that from hospitality, so ten hours is yeah, is a normal yeah, hospitality yeah. day, if not twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, I'm doing something different. So yesterday, you know, I, seven to five, 10 hour shift, a um, little bit more than halfway through it. Yeah. I felt my irritability starting. Yeah. And I remember years and years ago before I actually was dealing with my mental health issues the way I am now, you know, taking ownership and really understanding. 
I remember having those feelings similar, but it was always being chalked up to, oh, Chris is just having one of his days. So, you know, that's what I thought it was. I said, oh, man, here I go again. And come to find out, again, I, that's me battling mm -hmm. my anxiety and yeah. depression. But everybody's chalking it up to me just being in, quote, unquote, a mood. And if people said, oh, he's having one of his days, but they didn't say it so condescendingly, if they actually knew what yeah. they were talking about, it wouldn't be so bad. So what happens is, for me, for a while, what people said stuck. Well, it is me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it to myself. I'm worrying too much. I need to stop. I need to. I need to. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? Yeah. If a lot of people experience it, you remember the first time you experience it, you don't know what it is, and I you just uh, again, even yeah. in my sleep paralysis, I'm thinking I'm dead. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm the king. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm going to see yeah. the king anyway. Yeah. No. I, yeah. That's how I describe having a mental health day, having a quote unquote mental yeah. day. It's like you're seeing what you're doing. You're seeing how your attitude is. But you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And you have to almost naturally come out of it. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you think you're doing, no matter what you're trying to do, no matter how hard you're trying to concentrate, you have to naturally come out of it. Yeah. And people don't get it. Like you, like it's, it's something that you just have to do. Because um, like if I have those days, especially in the kitchen, it's go, go, go. We did almost 2,000 people last night. It was a wild night. And... Um, you don't have. There's no time to to be sad or whatever. Oh, I'm having a bad day. It's dude. You got to get behind the grill and you got to cook. You got to, yeah. I have was in hospitality for over 20 years. Yeah. I started, you know, I started in fast food at 14, and working in hospitality, dealing with any mental illness, yeah. dealing with any illness periods, especially mental illness, is difficult because if you have never worked in a kitchen, a fast paced kitchen such as what you work in. Yeah. Or, you know, you help run. Like you said, there's no time. There's no time yeah. for, oh, my gosh, I'm having a moment. There's no time for yeah. I'm, I'm having an off day. Yeah. If you have an off day, you need to be off the clock. That's uh -huh. how mentality is. Yeah, hospitality. Yep. They'll kick you right out of there. So people don't understand how strong you have to be to work in that field and deal with your own issues. And yeah. that is one of the frustrations I used to have because it's like, I cannot just turn this off. I spend so much time in the day trying to turn it off. I'm not focusing on anything else. Yeah. And, it, you know, like I tell people, just as frustrated as you think you are with me, imagine how frustrated I am with myself. Mm -hmm. Imagine going to sleep yep. feeling like you have it figured out for, you know, for just a short period of time. Okay, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to work on this. And then you wake up feeling like, why did I wake up? Yeah. It's it's again. It sounds like it's something that you would be able to control, mm -hmm. but it, again, it's not. Like it's like sleep paralysis. I I used to think it was how I slept. If I sleep this way, if I sleep that way, and what I realized is it, it happens. Yeah. So no matter how hard you may try to get out of it, yeah. I'm sure you can relate uh -huh. extremely well. No matter. No, how I'm I'm listening to you. and I'm going. This is me. This you, is. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You try to fight it, and again. I try to tell people, listen, if somebody is dealing with it and, you know, they're just quiet and they're reserved, just check on them. Mm -hmm. And if they say I'm good and if you know them well enough, you should know that that means, OK, they'll come to me if they need something. But yeah. just let them have it. Yeah. But 
that's not the case with mental health. It's, no. it's, it's well, we have to fix it or it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. There is, there is one, and I'll, I'm comfortable sharing this. There is, there is one time specifically where I was going through a lot, and there was a point where like I had my friends show up at the apartment, and I remember there was one I was, I was crying, I was, and I remember like actively slapping myself in the face, going, "Don't be a pussy." And I'm like, "All right." Grab my phone. I just scrolled through some Instagram reels. I think I think it was Instagram reels at the time, and um, yeah. And what my the one thing that I the sometimes I have to say to myself I have to get up early and I have a like a long day like, and like especially yesterday especially last night with that band, um, my one uh one of my best friends Gavin Soden mm-hmm. you might have met him yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh he um he has this he says this quote and he said it the one day he was on a rough day at work and I say it to myself all the time, and a, a weaker man would fold, and I say it all the time. And like, there was one day I had to get up, and I knew I had to go to church, I had to go to the gym, whatever, whatever the whole day going, then work. I literally stood in the shower, I looked at the curtain, I was like, a weaker man would fold, a weaker man would fold. And some of that's how that's, that's what gets me through my day. But, but here's the thing that, you know, I've just become to understand. Just because you have a, you have an off day, just because you have a slight hiccup doesn't mean you fold. And I think that's yeah. what... I deal. I, I that's one of the things I struggle with because even when I'm when I'm having a bad day, I have to be told that you're still standing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I really can commend yeah. you for you know being able to take yourself out of it. Well, you've but, done it too. I mean, like you're always there. And you're always working always like that. That's what I'm saying. Like someone who has the things that you got going on, who I can like empathize with, is a weaker man would fold, and that's the whole thing. Is like you are a strong person. So, like, that's why I love that quote where it's like, okay, I know I'm a strong person, which you know you are. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's just, it's just it's something that I just reiterate myself with. I'm just like, listen, there's a lot going on, and this is what I got to say to myself. And you're always there. You're always working. You're always grinding. You're always doing what you got to do. And it's that, that's, that's what I mean. A weaker man would fold. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This goes back to what I said earlier. Um, I have been very fortunate to have been um, accepted into a network of individuals, of people who allow me to be me a hundred percent have those days and still accept me at the gym. I know there are days where I'm a dick. Excuse my language. I know there's days where I'm a dick and I honestly don't mean to, but that's the great thing about working in that community. I'm accepted for that. If anything, yeah. people are concerned like, you know, Chris, are you okay? Is there anything we can do? And honestly, I will say this without naming names. There are people who check on me who I used to think didn't look twice at me just yeah. because. So um, I, I, I'm very fortunate, and that's part of why I want to talk about this because I don't think people understand how important it is to form or, you know, involve yourself with a strong network of people mm-hmm. because it really does help. Listen, there was a time I, I remember the date. It was uh, February 11th, 2021. Okay. Um, I, I started this new job. Um, I've always wanted to be a food service director or so I thought, right? You know, you, you get in food service. Because all I was ever told was get a good job, make good money, live. Yep. Nobody ever said anything about happiness, fulfillment, you know, yep. desire. None of that mm-hmm. was ever told. It was mm-hmm. just get a good job, yes. make good money, and live. And if they'll give it to you, take it. That That's, you know, that's the voices that we heard. Yeah. So for me... I wanted to be a food service director. Sure, sure, you know, sure, make, sure, making, sure. Making close to six figures. Woohoo, right? That's everything I wanted. For five months, mm-hmm. 
every day I had to work, 95% of the time I would get up violently ill, just vomiting from anxiety. Yeah. And this particular day, I I woke up, it was around 2.15, I remember it. I can close my eyes and remember that day. And it was something different about it. It was just, it was just, it, it was, I knew, it's like, it's like any, any day you're having an off day, you yeah. know it. But this day I knew it. There was nothing I could do. I took all my medicine. I yeah. took extra medicine. I did other things. And I just, I just didn't feel off. Long story short, that was the day where I had my first i would say major mental breakdown i've had i've had you know i've had a couple before but this was the first one where i was like i cannot do it anymore like it was that was the that was the first time that taking my own life was not only on the table it was ready to be it was it was ready to be it was was just luckily i was like you know i had to go to work that morning and again being a people pleaser I said, well, let me just go to work. And I drove to work, and I'm, I'm sure you've had the days where you're driving, and you get somewhere, and you're looking like, how in the hell did I get here? And it's scary. Sometimes it happens at the gym in the morning, and I'm like, how? Like, like I'm, I'm tired, and I I've get seen there. you those days. And it's, oh. and it's like, you, you, if you know that feeling, you're scared for somebody because you know what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get to work, long mm-hmm. story short. That was it. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I had a severe panic attack. And, you know, um, at, at jobs, especially in healthcare, they do not give you medication. They actually gave me self-acting Ativan because it was just that bad. Like they stuck it under my tongue and everything was really? just that bad. I was taken out by ambulance. I just, I, and I, I, again, I could hear everything, but I, I I couldn't do anything like and you know I kept hearing them say calm down you had to calm down my blood pressure was sky high so I went to the hospital and it was that you know one time they, you know they ask you you know have you thought of any self harm and I had to be honest and I was admitted to um, behavioral health facility yeah, yeah, for a yeah. few days and <clears throat> let me just tell you all this um and not try to make light of it but you know when you see those those shows and you see the movies and you see how they depict the mental health wards and people are like, oh, you know, it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it can be that bad. I yeah, I I have a dec- not. I don't want to say this one of friends, but I've known a couple good people in my life that have that have gone there. I've heard stories. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, and it, long story short, you know, I keep saying long story short, and the story gets longer. No, you're good. You're but, good. <clears throat> I was, I was sitting in that room and, you know, you have it's you have no freedoms, you know, um, you know, your, your meals were brought to you in containers all in what looked like a laundry bin. There was no table to eat at. And I'm in there and I'm just, you know, all I had time was to think. And it clicked. I was like, you know, I've got to start really dealing with this or this is going to be my new normal. Mm hmm. And even though I felt like that day I broke, I kind of felt like that day was was basically, even though I broke, it was the immediate rebuild. Well, sometimes you need that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, and this is a good analogy that I was I don't I was heard. <clears throat> Rome fell, but look where we are today. Yes. So I, that's and not, not, not to stop you, but it's just I I sometimes it, it really does take yeah. that. But there was a part of me that felt less than a man. 
Yeah. There was a part of me that felt like a failure I because imagine. I allowed myself to quote unquote break. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, look at where we are today. Exactly. And that right there is when I learned how to really start prioritizing my mental health, yeah. especially when it comes to materialistic things mm -hmm. and jobs. Like for instance, I have people telling me now they're all, you know, sending me job links for food service director jobs because, you know, people, people pocket watch. And if you, if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with that term, people, you know, people keep tabs on what oh, you I make know and how you, you know, how you, yes, da, 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 da. so I have people who, you know, say to me about, you know, Oh, well uh, you can't be making that much here. And what I say to them is this, the compensation that I get, you cannot put a dollar sign on. Yeah. And to the to the person who thinks monetarily, they'll think that's just a, a cop-out way to say, oh, I don't want to be strong and go back to food service. But what I learned is no matter how much I had in the bank, no matter what I could buy, no matter where I could go, you can't escape your mind. No, that goes you with cannot. You. That, that, that goes in that new car and drives mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. That steps into those new sneakers and walks with you. It, it you know it 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 goes it, it goes to that bottle that goes it it's with you so I like that it goes into the sneak you see you're gonna be walking with I love that because you know for the longest time I thought I had it under control because I pacified it in other ways I have so many pairs of sneakers and I can say this honestly it's because again I, I was trying to buy my way out of yeah. the mental health hole yeah I was trying to buy my way out of my mental health debt. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, I, I had the big Tahoe. Like I, I had these things that I thought would make me happy. But then all the stuff came with it. All the debt came behind it. Yep. And because all I was taught was get a good job, make good money, live. live. If you can get it, get it. And I, you know, again, I used to think that was the way. Yeah. And that's why I am so passionate about talking about mental health, because there are a lot of people who are doing that right now. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that we know that are doing that. And it's like, I see the road you're going down. And I'm the kind of person that, listen, just because I went through it, I don't want you to go through it. People, yeah. you know, hear all the time, people have to learn the hard way. Not all the time, though. Like, yes, learning the hard way, I know, helps teach you a lot, a lot of the times. But not all the time. Not everything is meant to learn the hard way. And yeah. I think mental health is one of those things that you should not have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Well, and, and it goes back to the old adage, you know, if we don't learn from history, we're doing to repeat it. And it is interesting because you're, you're you're not seeing an influx of mental health. You're seeing all this kind of stuff, especially in young kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, this one here, if, I think this one is still from the uh, the ADA. Yeah. Um, it goes uh, – like mental health is uh, the age of onset for men is between sixteen and twenty-five. The onset, so it's it's, it's intro. Whoa, words. <laughs> interesting. Inter. Oh my. I love it because at least I don't feel so bad well, now. So. so Gavin and I, our other podcast is called Stuttering in Silence. It's nothing about stuttering. It's just because him and I just stutter all the time. Um, but it is interesting to see that because. All you're seeing now is kids being younger and having depression. They're getting put on SSRIs, all this kind of stuff. You're seeing it all the time about youngsters. And it's like – and it's almost become a trend, mm -hmm. which has kind of bothered me. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll leave that for what it is. But, but yeah. see, that is why I think people should educate themselves. Yeah, because again, absolutely. People want to diagnose you all the time. Like even me, like, you know – because again, the symptoms – for a variety of mental health um, diseases, they mirror each other. Yeah. 
But people always want to put you in the one they want to put you into. Uh -huh. And the most famous one that people want to categorize you in is, not, no disrespect, but this is the bipolar. Well, have you ever thought you're bipolar? Yeah. Because they don't understand that yes, mood man. swings. They don't understand that irritability. They don't understand that frustration is also a part of anxiety, you know, depression, you know, PTSD. They, you know, it's just, it's just because again, it's easier to understand for people to understand that because it's easier for them to understand. Well, if you're bipolar, that means you're moved, you're happy one day and you're, and you're sad the next. Yeah. It's not that simple. And again, it is becoming a trend, but again, it's only a trend to those who allow it to be. Yeah. It's like trends today when it comes to clothing. You can follow that trend if you want to, or you can be your own person and say, well, I know that we're, you know, this seems to be the popular thing, yeah. but what, it, yeah. what is it really? Mm -hmm. And again, you know, there are some kids who are probably being diagnosed because their parents is the easiest thing for them to do. Because again, medication yeah. has always been the easiest pacific yeah, pacifier. Yeah. Be over. yeah. Because again, Case in point, me. I did not want to. I hate to keep talking about myself. I no, you're fine. Um, but it's good. I, I feel like it's, I, I feel like I want people to understand that I'm a real person going well, it's, through it's, it. It's well, because the thing is, I think you and I are <clears throat> obviously neither of us are rich by any means. It got no. Um, but I, I think it's 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 good that other people are seeing a different avenue of people that are out there yeah. that are, isn't just like a Kim Kardashian saying yeah. I have depression, but yeah. I'm gonna hop in my uh, 2023 Maserati. And, yeah, yeah. I knew for me. I did not want to take medications for the longest because the stigmatizing on them is the zombie medicine. And I and, I, and, I, and, yeah. and that is true in a lot of cases. But that's because when it came to mental health years ago, there nobody that might look into it, really. You know what? If, quote unquote, you were put into the, quote unquote, crazy house mm -hmm. or you were given a medita medication that made you zombie like. Yeah. They have those medicines out still today. Yeah. Um, Lexapro is a big one. Yes. That, yeah. You have to be an advocate for yourself and your children. But in today's society, it's all too easy to let somebody advocate for us. Mm -hmm. It's all too easy to let the doctor say, yep. eh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, it's just this. Yeah. Because when it comes to you, it's like taking your car to the shop. Yes. You, you want, you trust them to diagnose and know what's wrong, but you still have to be an advocate because guess what? If I came in here for a $100 oil change and you're telling me I need a $300 oil change, but I know I only need $100, yeah. that's where I'm going to tell you, no, 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 no. This is what I need. Yeah. So it's like the same thing you know, when it comes to your mental health and medications and things like that. And again, I think people get scared of the topic because they think of those old-fashioned treatments yeah. and the way it used to be treated and especially the older generation that is still in denial about mental health yeah. i think a lot of the older generation unbeknownst to them suffer from mental health disorder and don't realize it because again be strong yeah you know if i did it you can do it mm -hmm. if, if i worked two jobs and went to school and raised a family why can't you yep Nobody ever stops to think about, well, we're not all cookie cutter people. Everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. stress level, everybody's tolerance is different. Yeah. And when you're dealing with mental health, a lot of the times you constantly compare yourself to others because that's what society kind of has taught us to do. But you, I've learned that, again, it's not all – depression for everybody is not the same. No, I would agree. I would agree. You know, anxiety yeah. for everybody is not the same. Like, yes, there are triggers for anxiety. Some people know their particular triggers. I'm not one of those people. I'm starting to learn them, 
But I came to the gym a, a few um, a couple months ago. Um, a lot of people don't know, and I had a, a bad panic attack. Whereas, this, yeah. whereas you know, um, Jim was he was ready to call the ambulance because it, it was, the, and I cannot tell you. Like he, because he was asking me, he was like, you know, trying to help. He was like, do you remember what you were thinking about? What, what really kind of brought you to this? And all I can say was everything. Yeah, I can't. I it it was it, it's like mind you, it's only six thirty in the morning. Yeah, and <clears throat> here I am thinking about a million <clears throat> things. Yeah, and the day hasn't started yet. Here I am making scenarios up that might not likely even happen. Yeah. So again. That's why I try to help people understand it more in depth because, again, you have to really understand that it's not the same. The word is the same, but the meaning for everybody is different. Like the, the, the like wealthy. What, yeah, what we know wealthy means, but in it, wealthy, some people's eyes are different. I would agree. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's not always material wealth, but it's always something yeah. like where you have good friends, you have good family, you're happy. Yeah. And honestly, you know, dealing with this – it's hard to, you know, talk to people about it because, again, it is yeah. embarrassing. Yes. But, yeah. again, unless you talk about it, unless you unless you let people know what's going on, you can't, A, expect them to help or understand you. And that's yeah. something that I, again, had to learn the hard way. I can't expect people to understand what I'm going through if I'm not being honest with them. Yeah. If everybody sees you – and I get it. People see you happy all the time. That's what they expect. But people need to understand again. It's not like that. No. So again, but I had, but you know what? Because I have, you know, a relative who always asks me, "Why do you talk about it so freely?" Well, in order, in order for you to know what I'm going through, I got to tell you. Yeah. You always say to me, "I want you, no matter what." So this is what this it is. is me. Yeah. Yeah. It is a wild notion. I want you, no matter what. But it is funny to kind of see who. Either your real friends are your the family members who really do have your back, or just whoever. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll love you no matter what. Well, this is my no matter what. Where'd you go? And I think that's a that's that's one of the things that people, um, like abandonment or whatever it is that they have at an early age or even throughout life. It's I thought you were gonna be here forever, right? And now when push comes to shove, when the shit hits hits the fan, oh, where'd you go? Yeah. And I think that adds to it. And that's why I think. It needs to be discussed more because then people know they're not alone and now people will feel more comfortable to be open and talk about it again. Yeah. Like three years ago, I would have never been able to be as free as I am right now. I would have never been able to be in the gym, honestly, doing what I'm doing, dealing with people like I'm dealing with them. But again, you know, um, I know that I have a network there now yeah. that helps me. Realize that I can face it. it some days are t- there. Are some days I don't think I should even be alive. I I, I still like have those days. Yeah. But you know what? On the days where I do, I, I do know why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to you know spread as much cheer and try to help as many people as I help. Oh, as without I, a doubt, as, I would definitely you know, agree with you. I, do. Because again, it's I want people to know that you you have somebody who understands. Yeah. Because for me, that's the most reassuring thing somebody who like i love talking to you i love yeah. talking to other people who are free and open about their struggles because i don't want to say it's like misery loves company but for me it's like okay here is this 
young man, strong, you know, good head on his shoulders. You oh, know, thanks, man. you know, got got a lot, everything going for him. Great personality. But wait a minute, you know, he he too yeah. is human. He too is not machine. Well, that's why that's why I I <clears throat> when you when you suggested doing this, I was like, dude, this is a great idea, because I think it's 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 imperative to like like there was um I should have kept it up. Maybe I still have it. Um, here I do not. Um, oh yeah, I have to unlock it. Um, but I I took it down. Um, but there was a uh, a slew. There was at least ten that I saw on. Um, it was the MHA uh, National It's basically the mental health mm-hmm. awareness, and um, it was listing like NBA players and football players and all these people who are who are prominent members of their community and like kids and adults and <clears throat> are looking up to them and. Oh, hey, look, they have mental health, or or they or, or they they, they kill themselves because of mental health, or mm-hmm. all these things. And prominent men, I'm sure some of these people might have their 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 playing cards. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, they're looking up to them; they have the same problem. And what it still bothers me because I feel like today that it is taboo. For a man to get on and be like, this is this is mental health awareness for men, you know, because um, everyone talks about it. And it's always funny because the women that are out there and I've seen clips and I don't know if it's so much clickbait or whatever it is, but it's, it's always inter- interesting to me because the women that do it, um, they end up getting attacked by other women because they're like, oh, well, you're just trying to be a pick me or whatever it is. And, it's, and then the woman comes out. She, she goes, well, this is an important topic. Like why 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 are men killing themselves three four times four times as many as as women according to the MHA National Network, and uh, why are we why does not talk about this? Because Gavin and I did this uh, on our other podcast, and we it was like um, I think we titled it uh, uh, "Rising Pandemic Men, Men's Mental yes. Mental Health," and it it rings true. And it's funny because the men who talk about it they get they get praised a lot of the time, but it's also like, hey, dude. Like you know, you're you're Bradley Martin or whatever. Like you should be a strong man, and then it's it's some woman who's like trying to be light, bring bring this into light, and oh, she's being a pick me. Oh, she just she just wants to be on the opposite side to create conflict. And it's like, well, why is men's mental health a rising conflict? Like why why are they getting pushback or hate for talking about this? And she's just trying to look back on both ends. What I am learning is. You have to talk to the audience you want to capture. Yeah. Um, I know you know there are just some people who do not believe in mental health issues. Mm-hmm. They think mm-hmm. it's all made up. Yep. So those people, I take them off. I take them off my panel. I don't even care if you even know how to spell mental health at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Yes, I get it. You want to do it on a bigger platform. But start smaller. Start with a group of people who are dealing with it. Yes, okay. Yeah, you, yes, talk to the public about it. But you know what? Go to mental health facilities. Go to schools. Because, again, once you reach the audience you want to reach, they and then turn can help you. And I think that's sometimes where the mistake is made because, again, you, you can't save the world. Yeah. You know, and again, unfortunately, being a celebrity is difficult. To, de- to to even say you have a mental health issue, even if you truly do, because you you have money, you know. You, you I should, mean, we kind of just did it too earlier. But but, but see yeah. here, but here's the thing though. 
if you're trying to get help, yeah, is a difference. If yeah. you're just saying you have it, but you're not doing anything to get it fixed, because that's what I see a lot. Of. I see a lot of people talk about it, but you don't hear about them talking about getting help and how to get help. They yeah. just tell you they're dealing with it. So again, I fall into that kind of So way. you know, yeah. again, um, oh, I'm gonna drop that. And I, you know, I, 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 I try not to be a hypocrite because I do catch myself saying sometimes, well, you know, you, you can get you can get help. You have the money, but. If you're not trying to, that's yeah. the person I'm really, you know, talking to. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, know? it, it um, does. And I don't know, dude. It's just there's there's so much stuff that people gotta watch out for. And I don't know, it's 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 scary because I remember when I was um I think I was a I was a junior or senior in high school. I think it was a I think it was a senior. Um there was this young woman, um, Julia Morath. Um, I'm comfortable saying her name because, you know, I went to church with her and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't know her too crazy well, I'll be honest. Um, but one day, coming to school, and it was weird. Um, coming to find out that she committed suicide. And she, we all knew she was struggling, struggling, struggling with mental health. And she had this situation. Um, and we'll, we can get deeper mm -hmm. when we're off there. But um, she ended up killing herself. And... One of the things that I always think about is this is why I try to be patient with everyone, except if you're in the kitchen, that's different. But um, we've both been there. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> I try to be patient with everyone is you have no clue if someone's on that last cusp, you know. And I think that's that's the other thing is I don't know. It, it has been getting said a lot recently, but it's like you don't know what we should be kind to of everyone because you don't know what they're going through. And I do believe that people should have the day they deserve, mm -hmm. but you have no if someone really is a cool person like you have no clue what's going on like okay they didn't answer your text message do you really got to berate them maybe maybe that was maybe they're going through something or let's say someone cuts you off right do you have to give them the finger like i now i know this is wild coming from me but um i don't know i just having that story i it makes me think a lot of the time that someone could be one bad word or one bad conversation away from not speaking ever again. So I'm going to pick on you for a second. When we were um, planning this and we were, you know, getting everything together, yeah. you said to me, you asked me for something and you said um, you would send me some information or something. I, I can't remember because my mind's not the sharpest anymore, but long story short, you didn't do it the day, so you came into the gym and you were like, oh, I told you I was going to do it this day, da 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 yeah. And I'm saying to you, I'm like, dude, it's cool. Yeah. That's why I kept saying to you, because again, I, in my mind. Oh, with this stuff for yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, that's why I was like, don't work, because again, listen, that's like when you come to get the tsunami bar and you're like, the, you, know, I, you know, I'll bring it back, you know, listen. I know when and when not to to bust yeah, your stones, yeah, but again, yeah. I'm not going to seriously ride you about something so minute I, because yeah. again, I don't know where your day is. And again, people do not understand that all it it can you can mean it jokingly, or you can really be berating that person for not texting or whatever, yeah. and that can push them over the edge because they're already thinking they're worthless. They're already mm -hmm. thinking they're a burden. They're already yeah. thinking that they're too much for people. So you saying to them. Oh, you know, you can't take two minutes to text me back. What kind of friend are you? Or, da, 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 mm -hmm. or you can't put this back. You know, what are you thinking? Like you said, that that could be the the nudge that that person mm -hmm. 
was looking for. Yeah, because maybe now that maybe now that one person that you look so highly of is not berating you, and that was like your last nudge, and it goes, this person I idolize so much is not berating me because I did something so trivial. Well, if this was trivial, and this is the person I look up to, man, I disappoint everyone. And yeah, it's I don't know, dude. There's there, there's just there's so much on this stuff. And there's so many stats, and I wish people like would just just take a, just take a minute of your day. Like yeah. people spend. People spend an average of four to five hours a day on their phone <clears throat> doing nothing, mm-hmm. literally nothing, and that's not texting anyone back. Yeah, and this this, this can all be found on your government websites too. Um, not texting anyone back, not like things that were people were for communication. Yeah. I mean mindless scrolling. I mean like TikTok, just, yeah. Instagram, and like just just go just look up mental not even men's mental health, just look up mental health in general. Like <laughs> the statistics on this are absolutely astronomical, and I think if more people understood this. Because what, what, what I hate more than anything is, like, there's just this battle between groups and people. And I'm like, dude, like, if I bleed and you bleed, there was, a, there was, there was this great picture I saw. And it, was, and it was a brown egg and a white egg. Mm-hmm. And the next picture, there was no caption. The next picture, they looked exactly the same. They both just cracked eggs. And I was like, can everyone see this picture? Because I think <clears throat> men, women, whatever it is, it's like, dude, like, why? Like, I will bleed the same as you. So why are we not all like another analogy? Because you know I love analogies. I love them. You ready? It's funny how people, if they've never experienced it or haven't dealt with it, they can easily blow something off. Like when it comes to mental health. Yeah. But think about this. I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for me. Sure. I've never seen a billion dollars. Neither have I. Okay. Be nice though, I've never experienced a billion dollar lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. I do not understand how a billion dollars looks. But guess what? I believe I believe it there's a billion dollars. So take that and put it with mental health. I have never I, I, I have never dealt with it that I know of. I have been fortunate and not have anybody around me that I know of who's dealt with it. And the people I hang around say that it can't exist. So all those three things, now we say, well, because of those, it can't exist. But with that billion dollars, the three things can go together, but you will believe it exists. Yes. Another one. I say this. This is my. This is the final thing when people really are just really getting on my nerves telling me, well, I don't think, I don't think, I don't want – I will never understand, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody. I will never understand what it's like to be a woman that was raped. But I can empathize with her. Yes. I can I can empathize in how she feels insecure insecure. I can understand how she feels scared. I can understand how she feels untrusting. Yeah. I'll never experience that. There's no way I'll ever experience that. Yeah. But I can still be empathetic. I can still be compassionate because yeah. at the end of the day, you've experienced it. I don't have to I don't I don't have to experience everything to know it's there. Like listen, I don't want a parachute from a plane. I don't want to I don't want to skydive. I I it's just it's just I it's not for me. I'm good, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, again, it's people, you have to know who you're talking to. And when I've realized that there are just certain people who are not going to get it, instead of me focusing energy on all on them, why not take that energy to help somebody 
who does truly want to understand. Yeah. Why should I talk to you and try to get you to understand who you don't want to understand, whereas this person right here wants to understand and I can get them. So again, it's me. I'm very, very grateful for the gym. I'm so grateful because I have learned that people honestly do want you to be okay. Yeah. People honestly do care about you. And for me, a lot of days, that's one of the biggest things that keeps me going, knowing that yeah. I have people. Like, I always joke and say, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't have any value, but yeah, yeah. I can ultimately say, you know what, I, I, I do have, you know, I, I know what my value is, you yeah. know, to a degree. Well, that's why I love the gym. Like, that's why I tell everyone, I'm like, dude, you just, you have to go, you have to go to a gym or the gym. Yes. Um, and I always suggest the gym, ironically owned by Jim, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's, I think nothing I, I think in life and like you, you see this now that you're, you're looking to do all this kind of cool stuff and you look great by the way. Like, I don't know if you remember what you looked like before and now like, dude, you look, you look a lot. I don't I remember saying that the one day I was like, dude, Chris, I'm trying. I mean, let me not lie and say I'm trying. I'm making strides. I'll say yeah. because you know, I'm glad we segued into this because, listen, exercising sometimes seems like a Ponzi scheme. I've seen this analogy, and I love it. You know, in order to get you – exercising gives you energy, but you need the energy to exercise. <laughs> so it's like you think it's like a scheme, but I can honestly tell yeah. you, like, I work out with Jim on Wednesdays, and yeah. two Wednesdays ago, I was just having a severe bad that, that. mental day, and I just, I, I just, I, I like it was, it, it was, a, it was hard to explain why I couldn't stay, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to sound like an asshole, but it was, it was that one day where. I needed to get out because yeah. I didn't want to talk to anybody else. I didn't want to be around anybody else. But then when I worked out last Wednesday, I felt so great afterwards. So what I said to myself when I got in the car was, damn, if I would have came last Wednesday, I probably would have felt much better. Yeah. So it's it's something – that's one of those things you do have to experience. But, again, I have learned that it really does help the environment – the people at the, the gym, like I, I'm not going to say go to a gym. I'm going to say go to the, the gym, gym and CrossFit. Yeah. That's because again, for me, uh, atmosphere, you know, um, aura, you know, vibes, it's a big thing for me. Yeah. And when I first started on the desk at the gym, um, I was very self conscious. You know, severe. This is the heaviest I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah, and do, part of that is due to anxiety leading into overeating yeah, which is, can be a whole nother different yeah. different show but um here you see i'm trying to plug myself back in y'all right but anyway <laughs> um you know being at the gym in this atmosphere when i first started like people will come in i'm like oh man these people are going to be looking at me all kinds of ways it was the people who i would have not guessed again in a trillion mm -hmm. years who would talk to me who would you know encourage me who would say little things to me, who would give me the tips. Like yourself, um, I'm not going to put all the names on blast, yeah. but, you know, yourself, you know, Cody, you know, um, Sonny, you know. Ah, uh, Sonny, I love You, you that, know, uh, Jack Jones, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you know, and, 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 you know, and some of the, you know, the young ladies, you know, Christine, you know, uh, the Kims, the, you know, the, the, the Casses. You know, the John Carsons, the, you know, the people who, and excuse me, guys, for putting you on blast, but. They're great people. The so people 
who I would not have thought would have given me a second chance, I learned are some of the most loving, caring people. And for me, that's what makes it easier for me to go. I tell people this all the time. My worst day in there is better than some of my best days in hospitality. Well, see, that's the thing is, and this is why I tell everyone, is people love to go to like Planet Fitness or LA Fitness or whatever it is, but I always hear horror stories. But the thing is, is I tell everyone, Go to a private gym. You want to learn how to truly lift? Yes. Go to a private gym. You want to learn how to correct your form? Go, go to, to a, a private gym. gym. You want to find good friends, good people, good community? Go to a private gym. Lion's Den. The gym especially. That is my home. And we knew that. Um, uh, CrossFit, our uh, Limerick Athletic, a military training facility. And I was talking with Roman. Um, I don't know if you know him, Roman Mustachio. He, i probably yeah, seen him in here before. Um, he was over at Death Wish. All these, there's communities. like People talk, and it's great. Go to a private gym. They'll yeah. meet people like you. They'll meet people like like the Casses, the Christines, the, the Cody's, the all those kind of people. The gyms, the mats, the gyms, the oh, 80s, there, you know, yeah, you but, know, the, the you know the Lennies, you know, um, Len- yeah, yeah. you know. And, and here is what I've learned: like there are people being in here. I have made connections with people who, again, I didn't think I would have anything in common with, yeah. and. If, if you know CrossFit, you know CrossFit can be intense. So I did CrossFit class with Jim, and I did a couple with Amy. And, and you know, they know me, so I knew that they were going to, you know, be encouraging and, and all that fun stuff. But I came in on a Sunday. That's your own fault. And I came in on a – I didn't come in for CrossFit. I oh. came in I came in to uh, do cardio. Mm. And Patsy was doing class. And she said, what are you here for? What do you do? I said, I'm doing cardio. She said – Get your ass in the class. Oh, no. You and, should have said that and I, and, I, and I laughed. She was like, get over here. So I'm doing ran. it. I would have actually ran. I, I, so I'm doing it, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, I, I can't do it. I can only do so many rounds. I got to pace myself. She was like, why? And I'm like, oh, my, she's getting ready to berate me. When I tell you she coached me through the next set and, like, it, it, it was – the only way I can describe it was like I was really amazed because again, like I look at her, her strength, her determination, how hard she goes, and I would, I, I would think for somebody like me, I would be annoying because I, I, you know, I don't, I don't always have the perfect That's form. She's I don't. It was, it was none. It, there was no berating. There was no. You need to do this better. Mm-hmm. You, there was do what you can. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Patsy, and uh, nah, I agree. She's gonna hear this. Um, she is. Absolutely amazing. I yes. love working out with that woman, and I can never say a bad thing about her because, um, I and I think she understands this because you know, like she is a crazy good lifter and a CrossFit a- a- athlete, and I respect the fact that she goes back and coaches because she does such a good job, and it it's amazing because even when like when I was starting out with strong man, everything like this. Hey Matt, I would you know I wouldn't wear those shoes or Hey Matt, let's do it this way and. The fact that I can compete at the level that I competed now is because of people like her. And it's people don't always realize it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, she's and amazing. And again, when you are dealing with somebody who is dealing with mental health issues, how you say things to them is very important. Yeah, and Patsy's one of the one of the prime people is that I stayed in the gym yeah. too. And when I was done CrossFit that day. There were the regulars, and they were like, oh, my God, you need to come back. You did so great. And for me, honestly, listen, I'll be 40 this year. I'm not going to lie. Like, I still like to hear that kind of stuff because, again, I've spent so much time telling myself what I'm not 
what I'm not good at, what I can't do, what I'm not going to be, how I'm not, how I'm going to always be. When you have people encouraging you who you know are genuine and who you want to who want to see you win, that makes all the difference. And when people say to me, you know, if somebody was ever asking me, well, why why would I want to come to that gym over this X, Y, and Z? For that reason. Exactly that reason. You have a place where I'm going to say 90% because, again, if I said anything higher, I'd be lying. And we all know there's that 10%. So there's, there's 90%. The 90% of the people there want to see you win and what you're Without doing. Without a doubt. And it's not even just in lifting. It's in life. Yeah. You know, um, I'll tell you, I am surprised at how many people remember things, how many, how much of people's things that I remember, because again, it's for the first time, and I can't tell you how many years, I am mentally in a place, a physical place, that I can be comfortable in. Yeah, absolutely. And again, on my horrible days, I have, unless I haven't heard it, I have not heard one person. Say, you know, Chris, you know, you got to we can't deal with that. It's never that it's it's always, oh, we, you know, we, 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 we want to see you smile again. You know, we, we know you're not yourself, you know, and, and yeah. you know, and it used to bother me. But now I know what they're saying. And that, again, that's something accountability is also something when you're dealing with yeah. mental health. You have to learn to take accountability because, again, how you receive things, just how just, just how people say things, is how you receive them. You have to watch how you receive them. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, especially in the gym. Again, why I tell everyone to go to the gym is I'm not going to be able to squat 600 pounds every day. You know, no. sometimes you walk in there or people are like, I can't clean 135 pounds every day. And I think it's okay. Well, I know there's off days. Yeah. And I know sometimes you just need to take a step back and be like, okay, I need to relax. And I think that's where a lot of people, and it's, uh, someone like Adam Fisher comes to mind, um, is very patient. Mm-hmm. And it's like this man runs like ten miles all the time. <laughs> Impressive athlete, yeah, and so yes. is his wife. Abby's yes. amazing, and, and, and Abby, yes, yeah. And I, he's so kind, but I think it also comes with the fact that he might not be able to run ten miles every day. He 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 probably has his off days. Everyone does, and so, and like I know the Keon, you know Keon. Yeah. Um, shout out him. He will literally come in, and goes, I don't got it today. I need my day, and he'll leave. Yeah. And I think that's that's why the gym is so imperative. I think in so many people's lives is this is something that you you might look into and be like, this is awesome, because people, I don't know many people who look at like a lift and go, I wish I could do that. I'm not gonna talk to him or he's an asshole because he. I'm like, no, like everyone wants you to succeed. Listen, I stereotype people in there like an MF when I first started because mm-hmm. I was insecure. So you know, again, it's I. It, when we first started having our conversations, again, you know, I was like, ah, you know, these kids, young kids coming here thinking they're just all hot shit. They're not going to do And again, it's like, uh-huh. so for me, it's like, again, I try to tell people this is the place where if you are just unsure, if you do. And again, we this is not paid advertisement. This is not anything like that. This is Jimmy and genuine. Especially if you are dealing with mental health issues and you're an overthinker, this is a place because you're going to no matter where you go, you're going to overthink. Yeah. But this is a place that I can honestly tell you that it's all in your head. It is all literally in your head because there's all walks of life. There are people from all occupations. Mm-hmm. There are people from all places of the world in there in one spot. You know, you have you know that's actually a good point. You know, you you, like, you, yeah. you have you have you know. Previous state senators, you have psychologists, you have you know waitresses, 
you have other gym owners, you know, you have other gym owners and other athletic businesses owners coming to this gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have restaurant owners, you have, you know, you know, you have your contractors, you have your landscapers, you know, um, one person I'm getting ready to shout out that is super encouraging. And not only that super down to earth that I would not have thought again, I'm say a, a trillion years, Chrissy Torres. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She is one of those people her. who when I am having a day, she like she can she can bring me out she can bring me out of it. Um, you know, there are certain people like yourself, Dr. Russ, Chrissy Torres, um, you know, that can bring me out of it. And when they leave, I feel better. Yeah. And again, Somebody will walk into that gym and see her on that woodway and probably turn around because they think like, oh, my God, I don't fit in here. Mm -hmm. And then you talk to these individuals and you tell them what your goals are. They'll help you. They'll say to you, well, you know what? Like I say to people, like I've been telling them, you know, listen, I have been falling off. I've just been implementing these small changes. And they're like, that's that you're in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's you get it. I. I could go on and on about it, but again, yeah. um, tying it, you know, into mental health, I really have learned that um, going to the gym really does help. Walking on the treadmill, like you will be surprised how much weight will be lifted just walking on the yeah. treadmill, just coming and doing a couple of curls, mm -hmm. like you know, um, cognitive thinking. You know, do yeah. do dumbbells when you're when you're starting to overthink. Yep. You like. You, you'll be surprised at how much of it you want to implement into your life. Yeah. And again, when you start seeing the results, the other people also see those results and they encourage you. And when you fall off, there's no negative connotation. There's no condescension behind it. Like, yeah. uh, you couldn't even stay on it this long. It's guess what? Everybody falls off. Yeah. It's, it's, when you come, like you said, if you come in and say, I don't have it, there's no, oh, what you mean you don't have it? We don't talk like that in here. It's, hey, guess what? If you were thirsty and somebody gave you a half a glass, would you turn it down because it wasn't full? Yeah. Keep pushing. You do what you do. Yeah. If you if you get 305 this week instead of 365 you got last week, guess what? You got 305 more than you would have if you were sitting on the couch. That's true. And it, it, it is cool, but um, I hate to start wrapping this up. But oh, shoot. I'm, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, I, try, I, try, I try to keep them in like the hour range. No, no, so no. I, get, I, I didn't realize the time. But you know what? This is be great for a second podcast. And we can do it too. Listen, um, I hope that the viewers, um, I, I hope that, you know, you get those of you who are trying to understand, get something out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like I did a horrible job. No, no. Being an oh overthinker. God, no. Stop, that, you know, stop, I, I'm going to tell stop, you right stop. now while we're wrapping this up. For those of you out there, if you want to know how bad it is, I can guarantee you for the rest of the day, I will be thinking about how horrible I did. And that's Chris, a shame. stop that it's, right it's, now. It's, no, but, dude. But guess what? I but guess I'm you? glad I did it. I, 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 Matt, thank you for, like I said, inviting me on. Um, I, 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 I watch the clips of your podcast, and I enjoy them, and I feel like, oh, my gosh, I can relate. I can talk. And as nervous as I was – you made me feel so comfortable, so thank you for allowing me to, you know, share your audience. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. That. I mean, thank you. Believe I uh, like in total with, without like you know like us setting up and stuff like that. Probably did about an hour fifteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it went by. Didn't, I know, I know. Like I, I, I look. I listen. You hear me? I'm ready to keep going. You're so. good. Well, listen. We'll have to do a second one then. <laughs> Absolutely. But seriously, thank you, my friend. Thank you. I love you thank for you. it. I love you too. Bro. And oh, real quick, um, tell them all the things that they, they can get in touch with you if they ever want to reach out, uh, like Instagram, Facebook, all the kind of stuff. So it'll all pop up live okay so. 
So my Instagram is 2007Chris. My Snapchat, also 2007Chris. My Facebook is my middle name, my mom's maiden name, Chandler Rambo. I do have a TikTok, but just look for me under Chris Gregory because I don't know. They added some numbers, and you know I'm getting old, so I don't remember. <laughs> You're cool. It'll um, all pop up here. And, so. um, you know, for anybody looking for a boo, I can cook and clean. I ain't like Cardi B. I cook and I clean. So, you know, if you want to reach me, if you want to, if you if you want to reach me off the social media, that's a private question. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, thank you so much. Thank you, bro. I'll see you guys soon.